Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Welcome into the Pro Fan League arena. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death. That makes this a great day. Now, lace up your vans and let's talk sports. What is your favorite team? I'm sure this morning there are over a million very happy Michigan Wolverine fans. Just like that, college football season is in the rearview mirror. The Michigan Wolverines hoist the national championship trophy. And after two unsuccessful runs to the college football playoff, as they say, the third time's a charm. The theme of this this show, the theme of this show today is, what is your team? We talked on Friday about what is your mission, but every mission needs the support of a team in order to accomplish the goal. Thought it was very interesting watching John, Jim, and Jack Harbaugh during the uh, post-game celebration of the Michigan victory last night, even to the run-up. Jim Harbaugh is the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines for now. Seems like he may be on his way out of Michigan. But he's surrounded by a team. His brother John, his father Jim, their family. Obviously all the Michigan players. There's a lot of smaller teams supporting the Michigan success. But Jim Harbaugh has a team. Who's your team? Who's on your team supporting your micro and macro missions? I wanted to bring a couple points of clarity about mission that we talked about Friday. We zoomed in on Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat. He plays for the Heat. That's his team. But he's also got trainers and nutritionists. And it's well documented, if you'd explore it, that him and his mom have a deep bond. I want to make sure that people understand when I talk about defining micro and macro missions in life I'm not saying just do whatever you feel 
mission and defining mission is not just about chasing your feelings and doing whatever you want to do. And that's part of the reason we're talking about team today. In order to define a mission, having people around us to help clarify what we think we might be called to do is incredibly important. We always sound right to ourselves in our in the echo chamber of our own minds. Our ideas are always amazing to us. That doesn't mean they're good ideas. We are called to relationship and community in this life. Humans are built for community because we cannot do things alone. This is at the heart of the good news of Jesus. He came to save. He came to seek and save the lost. In order to follow Jesus, you need to admit, I need to admit that I am not enough by myself. Not only am I not enough, I have nothing to offer God. I need Christ. I need an advocate to cover my sin and to give me new life. So, I don't want people, when they hear me talking about micro and macro mission, to get all stirred up and inspired to go do something they've just been feeling. I would contend that the first part of the team discussion has to be God's word, the Bible. If what you're thinking of doing is not consistent with God's word, if it would go against God's word, if it is sinful, I would encourage you not to pursue that mission. Listen to that. When I say I would encourage you, right? I just put myself on your team. The Pro Fan League podcast listening community is, in a strange way, kind of a team. But it's not enough of a team. You need people in addition to reading God's word and listening to good sermons or good teaching. You need to be in community with people consistently who will help push you towards your missions. You will see this consistently in any organization or person who's accomplishing what they've set out to do. They are often surrounded by teams. What is your favorite team? We started the show, Michigan. My favorite sports team that I follow overall, my number one, is the Penn State Nittany Lions. But there are teams all over. I like the Mets. I like the Giants. I really enjoy the Band of Brothers movie series and those books. The 82nd Airborne, they, they were a team. In World War II, accomplishing a mission. Who is your favorite team? 
Perhaps you are a Kansas City Royals fan. Perhaps you're a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. Perhaps you are a Vancouver Canucks fan. Toronto Raptors? U.S. men's soccer? The Columbus Crew? There's so many choices. Are you a fan of the team that you're on every day? Your family? Your co-workers? Who is around you on your team today? It's easy to look at the rosters of sports teams and notice the the weaknesses on the roster or if teams are have a lot of talent but there's not chemistry maybe there needs to be an addition to the team when you look at where you're headed and what you think the lord may be having for you to do does your team that's around you support where you believe you're supposed to be headed do they even know where you think you might be headed that's at the heartbeat of the show today ecclesiastes 4:12 in the bible tells us this and if one prevail against him two shall withstand him and a three-strand cord is not quickly broken. In another version of the verse, different biblical version, and though one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. I would encourage you today to take a close look at your relationships. Your relationship with God's word. Is that a key part of your decision-making process? God's word is the only thing in the world that is inerrant. God's word is authoritative. It's a direct link to God's heart for the world that he created. His direct revelation to this world. When we're talking about mission, when we're talking about how to go about life, we can't ignore God's word inside that process. Dare I say the Lord will help you understand who you are, where you're supposed to be going, how you've been made significantly and most importantly through his word and then you start building out you look around perhaps you're married perhaps you're single but you have friends perhaps you're a teenager and you have friends but you've been given parents who's on your team who isn't on your team who may be on your team but shouldn't be on your team These are no different than the questions 
that sports franchises are asking about their rosters even today. There's a lot of teams in the NFL that are sitting at home. Their team did not make the playoffs. They're done. They did not accomplish the mission of hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Only one team hoists the trophy. The Washington Huskies are on their way back to Washington with no hardware. They did not accomplish the ultimate mission. So, what are they going to do? They're going to go back to the drawing board. They're going to examine what needs to be added. This is true with our life as well. The team that you have around you is vital to your success. So, take some time to think about it. The NFL football team based in Washington, D.C. made some decisions about their team and they became public yesterday. They hired Bob Myers, the former GM of the Golden State Warriors, and Chris Spielman, a longtime general manager for the Minnesota Vikings, to rebuild the program for professional football in Washington, D.C. They fired Ron Rivera. And this is interesting. Josh Harris, the new owner of that football team, wants Bob Myers to identify leadership ability and candidates who can instill culture and football knowledge into the Washington football program. That's some lateral thinking right there. Bob Myers stepped down from his post as the Golden State Warriors general manager just this past year. And he is resurfaced in the NFL. It's an interesting development. You never know what life will hold. And Josh Harris paired him with a longtime football veteran and Chris Spielman. There's plenty of capital available in Washington, although they might be moving to Virginia building a new stadium in Virginia. It has been a long, long time since there was good football in Washington, D.C. We'll see who Bob Myers identifies as the men and women to lead the franchise forward. I want to remind you that part of the Pro Fan League team for this month, January 2024, is Tim Hedgedis and Thread Therapy. If you still haven't had a chance to check out our monthly business spotlight, I encourage you to go over to the Swinging a Torch blog, see our first write-up. There'll be a fresh write-up about Thread Therapy this week, but see the first one, click on the link, look at the online eBay store, Thread Therapy. It features classic vintage sports gear and lifestyle clothing. It's ever-changing. 
Listen to Friday's podcast if you haven't. Hear some of Tim's thoughts, some of his passion uh, from the interview questions that I sent to him. And support this guy. Support his store. Be inspired about how he saw something that he thought he could do that aligned with his passion and skill set. And he went for it. Consider what areas you might be ready to go for it in your life. And consider who you're going to take with you. Who's supporting you on your journey? Each one of us needs a team. If you look around and you have trouble thinking about who's on your team or who should be on your team, I would encourage you to visit a local church, get involved, talk to a pastor. The local church is a beautiful expression of the person of Jesus Christ. It's his people. Jesus Christ is the greatest man who ever lived. He is God, fully God, fully man. And when Jesus was on earth, he also had people around him supporting him. He had disciples. He had Mary and Martha and Lazarus. His mother, Mary, is active in his life. We all need each other. Alone we die. What is your favorite team? The Michigan Wolverines did hoist the trophy last night. Some thoughts on the national championship. As a Penn State fan, I do not love seeing Michigan win. I still congratulate them. A player that pops for me on that Michigan football team is Blake Corum. His burst in short spaces. His explosion through the hole. This man has had a pretty tremendous college football career. I believe he will be an excellent NFL football player. A team will draft him. Use him hard. And probably not give him a second contract. But he has many amazing gifts as a football player. There was also a story about his work ethic that was really a good read this past week. He works hard. He did tear an ACL that cut short last season. So he was not part of the college football playoff run last year. But he was there this year, and he had a great night last night. We will see him playing at the next level, and we very well may see Jim Harbaugh coaching at the next level. There's reports linking him to the Chargers and the Raiders and maybe some other open head coaching jobs. Obviously, Michigan football is still under scrutiny about their sign-stealing. This is what I have to say about that. Michigan football does not need 
to steal signs to win football games. If it would come out, and who knows what the NCAA will find or when they'll get around to sharing what they have found, if there's discipline, more discipline levied against Michigan football and somehow it tarnishes this championship, which, who knows, Jim Harbaugh last night in the postgame presser claimed innocence. What I think is really interesting, when I think about Michigan football, the championship they won, you watch that team, they didn't need to cheat. And if they did, it's unfortunate because there's enough talent there to win. They would go, for me, right in the category with the Houston Astros, Alex Rodriguez, Roger Clemens. People so gifted, so talented. That team stacked with talent, quality coaching. That the cheating seems silly in retrospect. You didn't need to cheat. You were good enough. You were ultra talented. Alex Rodriguez, that Houston Astros baseball team, those guys were good enough to win a World Series without the cheating. This Michigan team was good enough to win without the cheating. You don't get to three college football playoffs in a row without having talent. They didn't need to cheat. And it's unfortunate that there's the cloud that hangs over their celebration to college football at large, I know for the Michigan fan base, there's nothing but jubilation and cries of innocence. For the rest of the country, people scratch their heads. It didn't have to be like that. This was a good Michigan football team. Congratulations to them for the hard work they put in and for winning on the field last night. They beat a good Washington Huskies team. What's your favorite team? The NFL playoff weekend is coming at us. This is one of the funnest sports weekends of the year. March Madness is great. The Masters is great. NFL playoff weekend is great. I was sad that the Browns and the Texans play right away in the first round. They're two of my favorite stories in the NFL this year. And one of them's going to eliminate the other right here at the beginning. I was sad to see that. I do think it's going to be a great game. Hats off to the Houston Texans for winning the AFC South. What a turnaround. And people will point to C.J. Stroud. But again, I'm going to draw us to my example that I talked about last week, the ice cream Sunday. 
CJ Stroud is the cherry on top of a lot of infrastructure that Nick Casario, who came over from New England a couple years ago, has been working to put into place. You have a strong left tackle in Laramie Tunsil, one of the very best in the NFL. They also got Will Anderson, an excellent pass rusher. They drafted Derek Stingley, an excellent corner. Talented receivers. A stout offensive line. The Houston Texans then found D'Amico Ryans. Him and C.J. Stroud have a great relationship. C.J. Stroud's quarterback coach and him, Bobby Slowett, have a great relationship. There's chemistry there. Takes a lot to win. Houston Texans are on the right path. The Cleveland Browns are on the right path. In other playoff football thoughts, people need to leave Mike Tomlin alone. I know Pittsburgh Steelers fans are disgruntled, but I would remind everybody who cheers for the black and gold that for 17 years, you have not experienced a losing season. That's pretty remarkable. And if you all want to jettison Mike Tomlin, I do believe there's plenty of fan bases who would like to welcome him with open arms, including me, at the New York Football Giants. The Philadelphia Eagles are in a tailspin. They have not looked good over the last six or seven weeks. There's reports of infighting. I'm not an Eagles fan, but I'm going to help them today. Send this out to the front office. This is a simple observation, probably made by many Eagles fans, but I'm going to put a few numbers to it. Last year in the glory days of 2022, I did a little research. In week 5 of 2022, the Eagles ran the football 33 times and won. In week 4 of 2022, the Eagles ran the football 50 times and won. In week 3 of 2022, the Eagles ran the football 30 times and won. In week 2 of the NFL 2022 season, The Eagles ran the football 34 times and won. In week one of 2022, the Eagles ran the football 39 times and won. In week 16 of this season, the last time they won, they ran the football 35 times. In a close loss to the Seattle Seahawks, they ran the football 38. Eight times. Those were the last two times the Eagles have played well. Week 18 of this year. The Eagles ran the football 24 times. Week 17, they ran the football 23 times. 
Week 14, they ran the football 23 times. Week 13, they ran the football 18 times. That was the week they got blown out by the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, I'm not a head coach. I get that. Nobody cares about uh, my opinion because I don't have football experience. Don't listen to me. Listen to the numbers. I'm telling you, if the Eagles want to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night, they need to run the football 50 times. If I was Nick Sirianni, if I was the head coach today, I would walk into that room. I would call DeAndre Swift to the front of the room. I would say, this man is the key to our playoff football aspirations. He will be handling the football 35 times a game for the next month. And we are going to win the Super Bowl. And we are going to run the football 50 times a game. And we're going to wear them down. We're going to give our defense a break. And we're going to go hoist a trophy. Why do I point out the Philadelphia Eagles football team? And I'm not a fan. Because they have the best offensive line in football. And this whole year they've been ignoring them. Thinking that they're the greatest show on turf. The Eagles win when they run the football. And they can't be stopped when they put it behind those hog mollies and let DeAndre Swift run. This is not hard. Tell A.J. Brown he'll get his chances after they're done running the football. That's my two cents on Philadelphia Eagles and what's plaguing them. Jalen Hurts is a great passer when they're running. The defense will play better when the offense runs it 50 times because they're not going to have to be on the field so much. Final couple thoughts on football. This is a football-heavy show today. Jared Goff and the Lions. Jared Goff is a free agent at the end of the 2024 season season next season he's got one year left congratulations on the Lions for winning the NFC North for the first time since 1993 in 1993 I was six years old next year at the end of Jared Goff's contract I do not believe the Lions should re-sign him they have a young man sitting behind him named Hendon Hooker He was my favorite quarterback coming out of college football two seasons ago. He tore his ACL, which cut his senior year at Tennessee short. He torched Alabama his senior year. He is on the Detroit Lions roster. After next football season, he will have two years remaining. He will be 27 and 28. That gives him... This season, which is nearly over, next season to sit and learn and be ready to take the ball. He is on a very team-friendly contract. The Detroit Lions should hand Hendon Hooker the football at the end of next season. Bid Jared Goff farewell. There's no way they should hand Jared Goff the kind of money he's going to want. And what's my base case for this? Well, I think Hendon Hooker is very talented. 
I think he'll be a fine NFL quarterback. But let's look no farther in the NFC North than division rival, the Green Bay Packers. Let me ask you this. Where's Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets right now? Sitting at home on the couch? And where are the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love? Getting ready to play the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL playoffs. At the beginning of this year, who thought the Packers would be in the playoffs and the Jets would be sitting at home? Well, like we talked about coming into 2024, you never know what a year will hold. Jordan Love had a tremendous year as the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback. 4,154 yards passing, 32 touchdowns, juxtaposed to 11 interceptions, and he completed 64% of his passes. The Packers had an excellent draft class in 2023. Many of those young men produced when given the opportunity. The Packers put on a demonstration of what it looks like to build a football team from the ground up. They got rid of somebody who was in the twilight years of his career, handed the football to somebody younger, kept himself in a healthy cap space, and put together a playoff football team. That's how it's done. Learn the lesson, Detroit. Don't pay Jared Goff at the end of next year. Train hand, trade, train, Hendon Hooker well. Get him ready to take the ball. In the meantime, have fun, Lions fans. Friday, God willing, we'll be back. I'm going to introduce you to the idea of the Lancaster Thunder and Big Mo on Friday. So come back to hear about the Lancaster Thunder and Big Mo on Friday. And I'm also going to draw out the idea of micro and macro missions. I believe I could give better clarity on what I mean when I talk about a micro mission and a macro mission. So so we're going to do that on Friday. We're going to talk about the Lancaster Thunder and Big Mo on Friday. Until then, I hope that you have a great week. Thank you for spending some time with the Pro Fan League podcast. Spend some time thinking, who's on your team? Who needs to be on your team? Who shouldn't be on your team? A quarter of three strands is not quickly broken. Alone we die. If you have some time, check out the Swinging a Torch blog. Please share this show with your friends. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple. We're grateful for your support. Have a great day. I'm cheering for you. Go make plays. We are not just fans.